From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler. Hang your cloak on a peg. Grab a stool and come gather round the fire. There are stories to be told. And you are among friends. And we are coming to you live from my little studio beneath the stairs in Old Thornhill, just north of Toronto. I hope you're well. Carlos Kajina is my technical producer, and Ryan White is my live stream producer, and we are live streaming this radio program on my YouTube channel, Strange Planet. We have 20,600 subscribers. Can we get to 21,000 by the end of July? Uh, Please hit that red sub button. I have to tell you, I am so excited about tonight's program. Jonathan Kahn is here for the full two hours, the follow-up to his New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger, the ancient mystery that holds the secret of America's future. Uh, the, the, the sequel is out September the 1st. This one is The Harbinger 2, The Return. Are the shakings that have now come upon the world a sign, a wake-up call, a warning of things to come? Does an ancient mystery hold the secret to the events of our times and the future of America and the world? Is this mystery even behind the pandemic that brought the world to a standstill? And what does it reveal about where we are right now and how much time do we have left? Jonathan Kahn's 2019 book, The Oracle, soared to many bestseller lists just days after its September 3rd release. Jonathan also caused a worldwide stir with the release of the New York Times bestseller, The Harbinger, and then The Mystery of the Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, and The Paradigm. He's addressed members of Congress and spoken to the United Nations and was named, along with Billy Graham and Keith Green, as one of the top 40 spiritual leaders of the last 40 years who radically changed our world. He's known as a prophetic voice in this generation and for the opening up of the deep mysteries of God. Jonathan leads Hope of the World, bringing God's word to the nations and helps the world's most needy. And his worship center, Beth Israel, the Jerusalem Center in Wayne, New Jersey. His ministry can be contacted at hopeoftheworld.org and you can follow Jonathan Kahn on Facebook. Jonathan, welcome back to The Conspiracy Show. How are you, my friend? Great. Great to be back with you, Richard, always. Doing well in the midst of everything. Crazy times, but exciting times, dramatic times. But we're doing well, and everything is moving forward. Indeed. Now, The Harbinger, when that came out back in 2012, hard to believe, eight years ago, that was on the New York Times bestseller list, something like 100 consecutive weeks. That's unbelievable. And uh, The Harbinger 2, I'm sure, when it will be released on September 1st, will cause a great stir as well. Before we get rolling here, Let's tell people, can they get an advanced copy? Can they order it in advance? Yes, it's coming out September 1st. But and actually, and, and Richard, this is my first radio interview. It's also my first interview that's actually going out. This is it, right? This is the beginning. I think it was like that last time, too. So I am the, honored. <laughs> you guys are the first hearing it. And so, yeah, you can pre-order it now from Amazon and everywhere else online. Uh, it's there. Plus, one other thing is that 
what charisma the publisher is doing that if you do pre-order it now you can also get all of my books on ebook form or just about all of them as a free gift so it's like they're given like 150 whatever it is so if you go to the harbingerreturns.com you will be able to do that and you guys will be the first ones what does harbinger 2 reveal well, I think, Richard, when I first came on, and I, I, you know, it was in the wake of the Harbinger, the first thing is, this is a mystery that's being revealed in the Harbinger. We'll get into it. But has it continued? Has it stopped? Has it, is it continued to our day? You mentioned, you know, is what's happening right now the shakings that's on America and the world? This is not only America. This is the world around it as well. Whatever happens to America is going to happen to the world. Are all these things part of that same mystery? It's the, is it the next stage of it? And have there been more harbingers and signs, warnings of what is coming? And how late are we? And where are we in this progression or mystery? Well, the question is, yes, it has continued. We're in it right now. It is behind these things. And that is why I knew that this was the year I had to write this book before all this happened. Right. And we should point out, Harbinger 1, you draw parallels between what happened to ancient Israel, 800 B.C., and what happened to the United States during 9-11. Yes. And so here we are, Harbinger 2. How did it come about? Because you waited eight years for the sequel. Yes. How did it come about? What led you to write it now? When I wrote The Harbinger, I knew that it wasn't finished, and I I knew there was much more. First of all, there was much more that I couldn't put in at the time. You know, what I put in, what The Harbinger is, is one piece of a larger mystery, and that I knew it wasn't for then, and I had to wait until that was the time. Second... The mystery that was in the Harbinger has continued, and I've been watching, you know, witnessing it, watching it up to this moment. So I held off until I knew I couldn't just, it's not something I could just write. You know, I, I knew it had to be the right moment, the right time. So months before 2020 came, I was actually praying, Lord, what's the next book? You know, what do you have? And this is what came, and I was thinking, like, no, I wasn't ready for it. I said, yeah, this is before 2020. And I told my congregation, I said, I believe that this is going to be a year of great shakings. This is before the year unfolded. Great shakings. There would be dark events. And what was spoken of in the Harbinger was going to be resuming the shakings. But the point of it, the purpose of it in, you know, in the highest realm is God is calling. And for the purpose of revival, but you have judgment and revival. Same time. So the first week of 2020, I met with my publishers and I told them, I said, listen, this is the year. I don't know. I can't tell you why, but I, except I believe this is going to be a year of great shaking, but I need to do the Harbinger 2. It's the, the second part. And so Harbinger 2 is really revealing why this is all happening and actually how it's the manifestation of things that were in the first book and that are going forward. And I'll, you know, I will, before we finish, I'll touch there specifically. Right. And so what you wrote in The Harbinger, you now see coming true. We now wit- we're witnessing that, right? Yeah. Well, one of the things is the mystery of The Harbinger is this biblical template of national judgment, warning and judgment. What happens when a nation, and again, the focal point is America, but it's Western civilization as well, that has known God, falling away from God, and what does God, what happens to that? There's a calling back, and then there comes a shaking, then comes these first signs of it. So the, what we saw in the harbinger is that every one of these signs, or these nine harbingers of judgment that appeared in the last days of ancient Israel, have now reappeared on American soil. And the thing is, what happens after that? That's the first part. 
But then, you know, what happens to the nation? The nation is allowed a window of time to come back, and it's a period of years, and some of it is very specific. So the next part is the nation's in this window of time to come back, you know, or to turn totally away. You know, it's either revival, it's restoration, or it's judgment. And so what happens is if it doesn't, if it doesn't come back, what happens is that window of time is going to come to an end, and shakings are going to resume. And so, yes, everything in the harbinger has continued, has advanced, as we are in a dangerous time. And near the end of the harbinger, this is the original book, it's a chapter called Things to Come. It speaks of the shakings to come and speaks of several of them that are happening now. And even in that chapter, or I'll tell you this, again, I'll promise, because we'll get up to it before we get there, before we close here, but it will actually pinpoint the year. I mean, it's going to sound crazy, but it's real. It's going to pinpoint the year that the shakings are going to resume in this way. And in fact, that was one of the reasons why I knew that 2020 was going to be a very, very, very dramatic year of shakings. And so the Harbinger 2 is picking up where you know Harbinger left off, and the first part is called The Unrevealed, and it's revealing those things that I could not reveal then until the time. So that from all the way back from 9-11, but that's affecting us to this day. The second part is what's happened since I wrote The Harbinger, what's happened to this day, and the third part is what's happening now and where we are leading and where it's taking us. So many parts of it I could not speak of, I couldn't write about until the time, and the time is now. So what's the connection between judgment, which you just mentioned earlier, and the exposing of foundation? What does that mean? One of the things is that the time of judgment, and you look at this pattern, you look throughout the Bible, you see it again and again, it's a time when, when it, foundations are exposed. The foundations of the nation are, or in a sense, the nation is brought back down to its foundation, really to its beginning in many ways. For instance, there's a scripture that says, I will break down the wall and I will expose the foundation. And another one where it says, that which I have built up, I will now break down. And that which I planted, I will uproot. So in the time of judgment, the foundations are exposed. So now, now what is the foundations of America, or its power. Well, one of the powers of America, there's two primary earthly powers, or physical powers. One is its economic power, and that has been going on for a long time, the rise of America to, you know, behind everything else, you know, the economic superpower of the world. Well, where did that begin, and when did it begin? Well, it began in New York City. New York City is the foundation when Henry Hudson came up that river and discovered Manhattan, and that started the trade, started everything. That that's there. Now, where did 9-11 focus on? It focused on New York City, the Isle of Manhattan. But what was the day that really New York was born, Manhattan was born? The day it was born and the rise of America to superpower really all begins September 11th, 9-11. Of course, so of course. Everything comes back to the foundation. Everything comes back to the beginning. And so God says, that which I have, uh, it's like a warning, because that which I have planted or I have built up, I will break down. And the warning, and, and where did it strike? The southern part of the island, which is where it began. And what was it? It was the World Trade Center, which was a symbol of the economic power, the might of America. And what was the first thing that they built on that island at, the, at that southern end? was a trade center. The Dutch built a trade center. So everything comes back to the beginning. And so that's exactly what happened. So long before we knew 9-11, you know, as this calamitous day, 9-11 already was the day on which really America as a power began. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What is the Pentagon? 
have to do with an ancient biblical mystery? Yeah, in the, in, Richard, in the Harbinger, I focus on New York, but now this goes, of course, it wasn't just New York, it was, it was Washington. So now you got the one power is the economic power of America. The other basic power is clearly the military power, you know, and one kind of goes with the other. Well, America's rise to military superpower wasn't a gradual thing. It was, it was isolationist for a long time. Then suddenly the final step that brought America to the height of really, really the American age and the American superpower as a military power was World War II. And it finally, reluctantly, I mean, it was fighting, it finally entered in in 1941. 1941 is the key point. That's when it comes in, and it never comes out again. I mean, it never retreats again. That's it. And so 1941, the beginning of this military rise of American power. Well, the building that embodies this, this global reach of America, is the Pentagon. And the Pentagon was also built in 1941, which is the key year. You know, when everything, because they ran out of space for the military, you know, the thing. So, so they started building the Pentagon. They gathered together on this field on the Potomac River, and they broke the ground. What day was it? It was September 11th. September 11th. That, the Pentagon was born on September 11th. America's military power began on 9-11, and so it came back to 9-11. Both of its powers, this was long before we knew 9-11 as the thing. It was already the time. So God says, I will bring it back to its foundation. I will, and, and in fact, I'll just throw this in, Richard, one of the things in the, in the Harbinger, too. And some of these, and these are you know, this is years where I, where I just didn't talk about it, but this is a warning that if America does not come back, to God, not only will its economic power come collapsing down, but also its military power, which is its, its superpower. And the other thing about it is that the building before this that housed the War Department was in existence for 60 years. When you're doing the, the research for these books, uh, Jonathan, and these numbers just keep popping out and everything lines up the way that it does, what's going through your mind? <laughs> Well, I'm the first one to be blown away, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, Lord, you know, and, and often, you know, things come into my mind, the way, the way this happened, I mean, from the Harbinger, the Harbinger, I'm standing at ground zero, and I see this tree, I see this tree that's been struck down, and, you know, somebody said, there's something there, and then as I begin to seek, it's like, whoa, and then it becomes the next connection, the next connection, the next connection, and when I needed, you know, like, sometimes when I need the next thing, something will happen, or someone will say something, or something will appear on my computer that I did not, I didn't, you know, pull type up. So uh, I am just blown away, and I've, I've seen it before. I never get used to it, but it's, Lord, it's, whoa. Oh, you are, something comes to my mind, I don't know if it's true, and then I go to the web, and I'm like, whoa. So I am the first one to be blown away, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, it's like God. I mean, God is in everything, and is, is gigantic, and we could not put these things together. Only He could. And also, the parallels uh, between the the judgment coming to America, the judgment of 9-11, also mirroring or paralleling the judgment against ancient Israel when when God used, I guess, the the Assyrians, right, to yeah. to uh, uh, to bring judgment upon uh, Israel who had walked away from God. Um, yeah. Yeah, they that's, were, the Assyrians were the, the fathers of, of terrorism. I mean, they are known as, so yeah, so it was actually a terrorist attack uh, two, uh, two and a half thousand years ago, and these were the first signs, and every single one of them, we could touch, you know, it's, uh, one of the next, one of the things we'll get into, we'll, we'll touch on the, what happened to some of those harbingers, um, and we, but the, every single one of those nine harbingers that appeared in the last days of ancient Israel, before, as you rightly said, was destroyed by Assyria, 
have appeared in America. But it didn't happen just once. There, they, it came, and then there was this lull of years. And in the, in the southern kingdom of Judah, because this is also in play, as you're going to see, that there was also the same pattern. There was the Babylonians. They came in. that They took the, the, their strike. Then there was this, this you know, window period, and then came the end. But it was the same exact thing. And both of those patterns are in play with America now. One of the things that I remember that was most, well, one of many things that was most mind-blowing about from Harbinger, uh, the, the first one, the Harbinger, yeah. uh, was after the Assyrians came in and, and destroyed uh, the kingdom of Israel, the, the leadership in Israel basically said, we will rebuild it. We will build it stronger. So in, instead of being humbled by the experience, they exhibited great hubris. And then there's the parallel between that and what happened after the destruction of the Twin Towers. And what I, I guess it was Mayor Giuliani said, we will rebuild it. We will come back bigger and stronger than before. It's an exact parallel. It's amazing. Well, it was so, uh, so uncanny and so eerie, Richard, that I mean, I, this is, people don't realize this, but when, when this was coming, when the harbinger was beginning, and got the, you know, I was standing at ground zero and I started seeing the sycamore tree and all these things that are linked to that vow of defiance. I, I saw the link between, you know, 9-11 and this vow, this defiance and all these things, but I had no idea until later on when I pressed the button, I was looking on my computer for, for the scripture, Isaiah 9-10, which is the harbinger scripture, that vow of defiance, and instead of getting the scripture, I get the, the, the annals of the United States Senate, and the day after 9-11, uh, when Tom Daschle, speaking for the nation, gives America's response to this calamity of 9-11, it's September 12th, at the end of his speech, he says, there is a scripture that speaks to us at times like this. And then he says, what is the scripture? It comes from Isaiah. It is, the bricks have fallen. He, 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 he word for word recites the ancient vow that pronounced judgment on ancient Israel, but he's pronouncing it on America. He has no idea what he's doing. And not only that, but the, then, then John Edwards, running for president on the anniversary of 9-11, he does an entire speech based on Isaiah 9-10 without any, you know, without any idea what he's saying. And that's the amazing thing about the Harbingers, is that these things happen no matter what. It doesn't matter if they know what they're saying or not, but it's eerie. And, and that thing, Richard, does not stop there. In fact, that's like the beginning. When, when Daschle said it, yeah, the U.S. Senate, on that day after 9-11, that's the beginning. And, that's, and that carries us to where we are, where, where we're going to be at this moment. All right, we'll uh, take a quick time out, come back and uh, continue our conversation with Jonathan Kahn, The Harbinger, to The Return, right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Don't go away. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Jonathan Kahn is with us, The Harbinger 2, The Return. And if you pre-order before September the 1st, you can receive over $100 of bonus items uh, for free. Immediate downloads uh, of uh, The Oracle, The Paradigm, The Book of Mysteries, and The Harbinger Companion with Study study Guide. Uh, Jonathan, we... um, I, I, I want to ask you about the uh, the mystery ship. What is that exactly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we and we we touch on it without without going into it, and that is this: on on nine eleven, um, the, the on that day, there's a ship that appears 
in the, the mist of the Hudson River, the people who are fleeing New York, they see this ship. And remember, we talked about that on the day of judgment, one of the, one of the principles is that the, the foundations of the nation are exposed. So, so the ship is coming in, and that ship is not from the 20th century. I mean, it doesn't look like it. The ship, the ship is, is actually from or modeled on a ship that is hundreds of years old. It has sails and masts and all that, and coming through the mist, and they don't really know what it is. It was a, it was a, 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 a the journey, it was the, re, the, re, the repeating of the journey of the half moon of Henry Hudson. So here, remember that, that Henry Hudson, that, that, that the foundation of New York and America's economic power was September 11th, 9-11. So the actual sign is reenacted on that day. There's a ship sailing up, reenacting, and they all see it. So here again, the foundation here, kind of, a, kind of an eerie, mystic thing, but it is the very, it goes back to the very beginning, the planting of New York and America's power, and now on the same day it passed passes through destruction on the day of its tearing down. And the Lord says, what I have planted, I will uproot. There was a, a scripture appointed to be read in the days leading up to 9-11. What was that scripture? Yeah, there is something in the, and I think we've talked about this principle, but not in relation to 9-11, that there's something called the Parashas. And the Parashas are these ancient script, these scriptures that are appointed from ages past they're appointed to be read or recited or chanted um, every week on the Sabbath in the, in the synagogues of the Jewish people throughout the world, in Israel and around the world. So the Code of Rosh, I mean, the, the, the reading of the scroll echoes back to the time of Jesus, um, to appointed words. So this, is, this has been, for, again, ages past. So there was an appointed word. So going into 9-11, going into that, that as it's about to happen, it's just a few days before, there's a scripture that is recited all over the world, and, and, and particularly you know, since New York is the center of Jewish people outside of Israel, it's all over New York. Um, and what is the scripture? The scripture is Moses' last words to Israel. And he's warning them, he's telling them, first of all, if you follow God, you're going to become the most powerful nation in the world, you're going to become the most uh, prosperous nation, you're going to become the most uh, military successful nation, you're going to be lending and not in debt, and this whole thing. He says, but if you turn away from God, and listen, America has become all those things. America was blessed in all those things. But if you, says, but if you turn away from God, then all these blessings are going to be removed from you, one by one. And so, now this is, again, this is leading up to 9-11, it's a whole new beginning, a whole new thing happening. So what, what is it, what, what does the Scripture say? Well, the Scripture then lists the judgments that come on a nation that has turned away from God, that has known God turned away, and that judgment comes. It lists, now some things are clear, I mean, now this is given to Israel, so that, that but... God can apply anything, and so there are several things, several of them. There are certain things that are just Israel, but they're amazing, several things. First of all, it says, here, what are the signs of a nation turning away from God and, and turning into judgment now? Is that, it says, uh, an enemy will come from far away, a faraway land will come and will strike you, and it says he will besiege you at your gates. Now, now, think about it. What is, you know, we don't have the gates like they did, but what, but what is the gate of America? The gate of America is New York. 
so so that's why you know there's a principle. I wouldn't get into it, but the principle that judgment begins at the gate. And so here, nine eleven comes. The enemy comes from far away, strikes the gate of America. As in, in that, and then it says it says he will be fierce. He will be brutal. He will he will have no mercy. Um, it says that now. It says interesting. It says the, the below you the ground will be iron. Uh, interesting because you know the the ally of iron. You know, with the form of iron is steel, and so ground zero becomes as iron or steel. It says above you shall be bronze or copper. And interesting, there's a the cloud that was over nine eleven was for for days and days. It was they found it was filled with copper. The same thing there. And again, I'm not saying the original thing was for that, but but all things coalesce together. Then it says it says in, in, there'll be a rain of dust in the middle. A, a rain of dust like white like white powder will come upon you, which is exactly what happened in 9-11. Also, then it says you will be groping in, in the middle of the day, like a blind man, which is also what happened on 9-11. Um, it says he will, he will attack your, the enemy will attack your gates until your walls come down. And first it speaks about the gate, which would be New York, and then it says a wall, which actually is going to relate to the Pentagon, I won't go into that, but all over, the, it's all about the beginning of judgment on a land, and the beginning of the removal of blessings on a land. And it was all recited, all you know, just within days. The last thing that it was said, and then the what what said that the blessings are removed. The time of the shaking comes, and uh, following not just that, but following all the ancient things that came on Israel. You know, when you t- we talked about the harbingers that appeared in ancient Israel and the things that happened. Well, that was part of what Moses was warning in that scripture, and now the harbingers appear as well. So that's all part of it. But it all it all was spoken. In three days before it happened. And these uh, appointed scriptures, um, and for people that are find these fascinating, they really need to read the oracle because yes. uh, you, you walk through these appointed scriptures in every chapter. And again, yes. what, what is happening on the, the days of those appointed scriptures, uh, they just line up to the hour. It's absolutely yes. mind-blowing. Yeah, and that was, and when with the oracle, we're talking about you know God restoring Israel and the prophetic things and all those things with that, and and it's and it yet yeah, it happens, and you see the, the you read the the ancient parsha, and it's amazing, and and now we have a it's like a this is like another form of it, but it is the form of judgment. So, what's the sign of the eagle? Well, this is one of the Richard, one of the signs of judgment in the Bible on a nation is the sign of the eagle. It speaks about when, when Israel, the northern kingdom, was destroyed, it speaks of Assyria, we spoke about coming, it says he will come like an eagle, you know, he comes to the land. When, when Babylon came upon the southern kingdom, it speaks of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, coming like an eagle, you know, coming to the land. When the Romans, the third time is when, when Jesus uh, foretold the destruction of Judea, and that comes through the Romans. The Romans literally came with the, the sign of the eagle, and literally that, that was their that was their thing. It's about an enemy coming like when suddenly swooping, suddenly and fiercing, unexpectedly. Well, first of all, nine eleven. You know, the, the enemy literally came as an eagle came from the sky. Um, number one, but but before I even say that, here's the thing. It was. It wasn't just that. It was in the appointed scripture that we just spoke about. That Moses said that was appointed for ju- the, the week that would begin nine eleven. At the end, it says, "And the enemy shall come. He shall come from far away, and he shall come like an eagle on your land." 
And so here, you know, not 11, like from the sky, but also also with suddenly, but also the word in Hebrew is, is the word yedet. You don't have to know Hebrew, but it says he will come, not just like an eagle, but he'll come like an eagle swooping down. In other words, he'll come with wings and he will swoop downward. Well, every single plane that came on 9-11 came as an eagle wings swooping down. But even more, now even more than that, when the Romans came in and there was judgment on Israel, which, which Jesus foretold, uh, when that happened, they literally, literally you had the, that image, the Aquila, you, you had the Roman standard of the eagle there. Well, could there be an image? What about 9-11? Well, 9-11, the plane that began it all, and that was plane Flight 11, that, that began the whole thing and went into the World Trade Center, that on the back of its, of its wings was an image of an eagle, not just an eagle, but a swooping eagle, as in Deuteronomy, as in the appointed scripture. The first plane that then struck Washington, the Pentagon, came also with an eagle, not just an eagle, but an eagle swooping down exactly as the prophetic words said that were appointed for that week. And again, this appointed scripture is being read in Jewish temples all over the world, including New York, just within days of the 9-11 attack. Absolutely, and 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 partic- yeah, particularly around the world, but particularly in New York, where it's going to all happen. So it was all said before it happened. We're coming up on a break here in about two minutes, so let me just ask you this, and we'll start the conversation and then end it on the other side. But before anyone realized what was happening on nine eleven, there was an ancient alarm that was sounding. What was it? Yeah, well, well, the, the ancient alarm in the Bible is the, the sound of the watchman, is the shofar. So whenever you see the enemy coming, they say, says the trumpet shall sound. Well, that shofar is the ram's horn will sound. Well, before the, before the, the, the Pentagon knew, before the intelligence agency knew, before anybody knew, the ancient alarms of God were sounding throughout the, the east coast of America. Because there's an appointed time in, you know, in um, the end of summer, and it goes right to those days where they are sounded in the morning at a certain time. And the amazing thing is, not so not, they're being sounded all over. The Jewish people are sounding it. It's the sound of the watcher. It's, sound that there's an, it's the sound in, in the Bible that an enemy's coming. But also it's amazing because the sound of the shofar is also timed to the rising of the sun. And when you follow the rise of the sun, it starts in America, it starts in Maine, and that's where the terrorists started. Then it goes to, to Boston, and that's where they went, and so the trumpets are sounding. Then it goes to New York, and, and that's where the Trump, then the trumpet starts sounding in New York, before the terrorists even got there. Then it goes to Washington, D.C., before, and so it's all sounding, and it sounds, it starts at around uh, 6.30 or so when it can start, and that's when the terrorists start moving in the planes, and, or start going, and then it, when does it end? Well, it ends, it's got to end within four hours, four hours later, that's t- about 10.30, well, the, the end of 9-11, the last uh, tower falls just as it's about to hit 10:29, and then the trumpets are silent. There you go. All right, we'll uh, take another time out, come back, and continue uh, to uh, delve into the Harbinger 2, the return with Jonathan Kahn right here on The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Stay with us. Providing the evidence and letting you draw your own conclusions. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Sarrett. Welcome back. The Harbinger stayed atop the New York Times bestsellers list for 100 consecutive weeks, sold over 2 million copies. And now, eight years later, 
The uh, Harbinger 2, The Return, is slated for release on September the 1st. Uh, you'll be able to get your copy, of course, at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, Books A Million, Christian Book, Walmart, IndieBound. Uh, but you can pre-order uh, the book, and if you pre-order before September the 1st, you can receive over $100 of bonus items for free. Go to theharbingerreturns.com. Uh, now, Jonathan, this is a short segment. Uh, we've got about five and a half minutes here. Let's see if uh, for those who aren't familiar with the Harbinger, let's in a nutshell, what are the nine Harbingers of judgment? I think we've touched on some of them. Yeah, well, do it in a nutshell. Yeah, it all, all happens with that first strike, that the warning, the warning strike of the nation, which is temporary, and then there comes this lull, and that this is the wake-up call, this is the shaking. So an enemy comes in. So the first is the breach, uh, you know, and I won't go through the details that are in the book and it's a million things, but but you know, it's the breach when the enemy is allowed to come in. So that's one. Second is the is the terrorist. As we mentioned, that it it is done by a terrorist in ancient times, and so with nine eleven, same thing. A terror, it's an act of terrorism. Number three is it, the falling of buildings or the collapsing of, of structures and the fallen bricks. It says, it all, and all, you can find this all by going to Isaiah 9.10, which is the key scripture of the Harbinger, that vow that they said. They said the bricks have fallen, but we will rebuild. So you got that. The fourth one, it says we will rebuild, and they, the nation embarks, instead of coming back to God, it, 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 it responds in defiance, and they rebuild, you know, high, they say we're going to rebuild higher, stronger, we're going to be stronger than before. So America does the same thing, and they build a tower. Actually, in the ancient translation of the Bible of the Septuagint from ancient times, it says, when it translates that verse, the bricks have fallen, it says, come, let us build a tower. So literally, a tower starts rising in New York. The, the next one is called the Gazit Stone. It says, we will rebuild with hewn or quarried stones. They get these, we're not going to rebuild with bricks. We're going to take these gigantic stones to show we're coming back stronger than ever. So what happens is a Gazit Stone, it's called a Gazit Stone, this massive stone appears over ground zero. It's being lowered down to the ground. It's it's the Gazitza, and they're going to build, starting with this, and they have this ceremony of it. The governor of New York says we're doing this in defiance, and the, the whole thing, the Gazitza. The next one, it says the sycamores have been struck down in the attack. Well, there's, there's not a lot of sycamores you know, in Ground Zero. However, what happens is the last moments of, ground, of 9-11, the tower collapses, sends forth a beam. It strikes an tr- uh, object standing at the corner of Ground Zero. It's a tree. It's a sycamore tree. The sycamore is struck down at ground zero, next sign of judgment. Then it says, it says that in, the, in the verse Isaiah 9, 10, the sycamores have fallen, but we will plant cedars tree, cedar trees or erez trees in Hebrew. It could be a cedar, it means a, but it could mean a strong pine tree. So the thing is, what happens? It says the, the, the people of Israel, they're replacing the fallen weak tree with a strong one, saying, again, we're rising higher, we're defying God. Well, after in 9-11, a tree appears in the sky over ground zero. It, they're lowering it into place where the sycamore had stood. They have a ceremony over it. What kind of tree? It's a pine tree. It's, it's a biblical Erez tree, and they call it the tree of hope. We're gonna, it's a sign we're coming back stronger than ever. I mean, literally, and nobody knows, they have no idea what they're doing, but they're all fulfilling it. And the, and the other two that we mentioned, we actually mentioned, were the vows that the leaders of Israel actually pronounced vows by saying Isaiah 9:10, and it pronounces judgment. Well, that happened by John Edwards when he said it in Washington, D.C., on 9-11, on the anniversary, and it happened the day after 9-11. It's part of the annals of Congress, it was America's response, and that really sets the stage because because Dashiell is saying Dash 
Marshall says it, and he says the bricks are falling, and he says the sycamore is struck down. He doesn't even know there actually is a sycamore that was just struck down. He says we're gonna we're gonna rebuild with this stone. He doesn't know it's gonna happen three years later. He says there's gonna be we're gonna replace this tree with the Eras tree. It's gonna happen. He doesn't know it, but he says this is what we'll do. In other words, America's gonna instead of coming back to God, we're gonna come back defiant, and and so we're, it's gonna get. So what happens is it's exactly what has happened from that day. That instead of coming back to God. America has grown farther away from God. And so we are right now standing at a much more dangerous stage. And again, all these events that are unfolding in during 9-11 and the days after 9-11 mirror almost exactly what was happening uh, to the uh, the kingdom of uh, northern Israel or yeah. the the uh, of Israel yeah. in 800 B.C. after they uh, were destroyed by the uh, the Assyrians. Yeah. All right. That, when that we is come, a dangerous thing for us. I mean, for now, because the end of that was destruction. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll talk about the uh, the one year Bible and what happens when you open it up to the harbinger verse Isaiah nine ten. Back with more of my conversation with Jonathan Kahn, the author of The Harbinger Two: The Return When Conspiracy Show, The Conspiracy Show Returns. Right here. Stay with us. Take a look around. What do you really see? This is where you can tell all about it. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Jonathan Kahn is with us for the full two hours. And um, we'll, uh, we'll continue on here now with the, uh, the Harbinger verse. Isaiah 9.10. There's a, the, a famous version of scripture called the One Year Bible. So when you open it up to this Harbinger verse, Isaiah 9.10... What do you see? What happens? Well, it's amazing, Richard. And I didn't know this when I wrote The Harbinger. I had no idea. Uh, and that is, if you open it up, and it's all over America, all over the world, and, and there are different versions of it. You know, it might be different Bible translations of it. Um, but it's, if it's called the one-year Bible, you open up to, you know, every, every, every day has another scripture point, like a Parsha, you know. Has every, so you open it up to, to, the, to Isaiah 9, 10, the Harbinger scripture about the attack, and it opens up, it has a date next to it, and the date is September 11th. It's in all the oh, one-year no. <laughs> Bible. So it was already there. And so the thing is that, so here, the date that, that, that it, it identifies the, the day that the nation will be attacked, it's about the attack of the enemy, it's about the fall of the sick country, all going to have, and in fact, Richard, what this means is that all across the world, that every year on September 11th, believers were opening up their Bibles uh, to, on 9-11, were opening it up to the day of the attack on the land. And this Bible has been out since the late 1980s, so every year leading up to 9-11, it was opening up, and on the morning of 9-11, before anybody knew it, they were opening up their Bibles, and it was talking about the day of the attack. It was talking about the sycamore falling, which it did. It was talking about all those things, it was all there to begin with, and it's clearly identifying America as the nation that is now under judgment. And then on top of it all, the next day, it comes the, it's pronounced from Capitol Hill. So, I mean, that's how mind-boggling this is, and I had no idea. When did you discover that? 
I discovered it afterwards when I was on a television show, and somebody wrote, saw me talking, and they were opening up the one-year Bible. And so they wrote in. They said, you'll never believe this. And we thought it was big. Well, okay, it's one version. It's in all the versions. All the versions. So it was all there. And that's, and that's Richard, that's how, if you just start, you know, the way they start is, you know, January 1st is Genesis 1. And then at the end, you have the end of the Old Testament. Well, just by doing that, it all it pinpoints, it ends up pinpointing 9-11 as the day, as the date when the attack comes on the land. So what did the ancient mystery reveal what would happen to America next? Well, then this is where we're going, and we're going to go, and I promise everybody, we're going to go up to where we are right now, even with the shakings, the virus, everything. Uh, but here's, here's where it says. It says that if the nation does not, does not, you know, come back, and it looked like at the beginning America was going to come back, there was people rushing to churches for about three weeks, but there was no repentance. Without repentance, no turning, there can be no revival. So, so what, the, what happened to ancient Israel is they got worse. They turned farther away from God. They turned farther against His ways. And, and so, so there was this grace period, but then comes the time where the window or the grace period is coming to an end. And so, what America, so America has followed the even now, even in this, since the Harbinger came out, it has followed the pattern, the templates, the footsteps of ancient Israel, which, which heads ultimately to judgment unless there's a turning back. And so that, it, that's exactly what we're seeing, and it follows what, what Tom Daschle prophetically said without realizing, and he said this, he said Isaiah 9-10, he said it at the end of his speech, and then he said, this is what we shall do. Well, what, what did he say? He said, we shall follow ancient Israel, which was to destruction. Or to, you know, I'm hoping, uh, you know, there's still hope, but that's where we're heading. So he misunderstood the message of Isaiah 9:10. He thought it was about following Israel being, uh, you know, we're going to come back better, we're going to be stronger, not realizing what he was really doing was defying God and following Israel into destruction. Exactly. And that, and that is a pattern. That's like ironic, prophetic, you know, parallelism that, that here, here he's saying something, he doesn't realize what he's saying. But then again, you know, when, when the leaders of ancient Israel first said those words, they thought it was great words. You know, they, thought, they didn't realize they were pronouncing judgment upon their nation. And so here it happened from the very halls of Congress. You have a chapter called the Babylonian Word. What's that? And this is something also which I didn't know, you know, until afterwards, after the Harbinger. That is, it turns out there's a word hidden in Ground Zero. And the word word's been, was there, it was a miracle that it survived, and it was actually a page of a Bible that you can see. And, and a photographer happened to be walking by, he was, he was surveying the runes, he was in the runes, and he saw it, he quickly took a picture, and then he, he, was, kind of, he was kind of grabbed out of there. He got, got, gets home, he looks at his camera, he sees the scripture, and he breaks down and weeps. What was the scripture? The scripture that was in Ground Zero was from, the, from, was from Genesis. It said, come let us build for ourselves a tower. It's about a tower of defiance and the judgment that comes on it from Babel. And so here it is linked together with the ruins of Ground Zero. Ground Zero, you had a tower that was, was a, a tower of pride. It had come down. But then now they're going to rebuild that tower. It's going to be one of, the, it's one of the harbingers. It's one of the, the harbingers that's still standing right now. Um, and so they're going to rebuild it higher than ever, and they're, it's going to be a testament. It's going to be like America's Babel. But not only that, I don't even remember, but that when the ancient rabbis translated Isaiah 9:10, you know, the bricks have fallen, we will rebuild, and they, they put in there the words, we will come, let us build a tower. And so, and so we actually build it. But the thing is, what they were quoting from was Genesis, the Tower of Babel. 
So here you have literally, this is the translation of the Harbinger Scriptures in the runes of the Harbingers. And so this is going to progress now. All these Harbingers, we're even going to see what happens to several of those Harbingers, which are going to be eerie, but it's that America is following the course of Babel, and that is, again, defiance, 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 and that's exactly what happened. I'm not sure if it was when you wrote uh, The Harbinger or one of your other books, but it seems like while you're writing these books, you are engaged in spiritual warfare. There was a couple of times I think you fell very, very ill. Um, I'm wondering if anything like that happened with The Harbinger too, as if in spiritual warfare something was trying to prevent you from writing this book. Well, what what usually happens? I don't usually talk about it, you know, a lot, but it's fine. Um, but but what usually happens is that, well, what has happened? I will say, um, when these things come out on the release day, I mean, sometimes before, but on the release day, things happen. Like with the harp, when the harbinger came out, Hurricane Irene came to our our building and 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 deluged it with deluged it on the week of the harbinger. We had no building. Um, on when another one of the books came out, I was mysteriously obstructing, taken to the the emergency room never in my life um, a, a, a mysterious illness paralyzed me for a week and then I'm fine nothing uh, when the the I think was it the, the paradigm came out again I'm rushed to the hospital my appendix burst on the day of the release I mean, I mean that, that's what so please pray for me you know so it, it, it you know there's always warfare but you know it, it tells me there's some you know it tells me you know it's a good sign but but it's not it's not an easy sign going through it so please pray for me as we get closer. Absolutely. So, it, oh, it happens on the release date. Okay, so we've got to get you, keep you safe until sept, yes. uh, for se- September the 1st. Yes. All right. Tell us about the image that appeared in New York City. Yeah, well, one of the signs, and these are, these are some of the signs that happened, again, after the Harbinger, and that, because it's never stopped. One of the signs in the last days of a nation, and you look at it with Israel, is that the appearance of images, uh, particularly idols, false gods, but images proliferate in the land. And so you, you see, you read a thing about the prophet Ezekiel is taken to a place, and he says, I saw the image, I saw it, and then God said, the judgment is coming now upon the, the thing. So, but could that happen in America? Well, when America drove out, it was been driving out God, other gods come in. You know, we don't call them gods, we don't call them idols, but we serve them, you know, just as well. I won't go into them, but the thing is that, so, so, so how would that happen, though, because we don't do, well, the thing is, the amazing thing is, in New York City, an image of a god appears over the city, it's the, it has to be the, the most colossal image of any false god ever, it's a foreign god, just like in Israel, uh, was in ancient days, and it's the image, uh, and it appears on, on a high place, appears on the Empire State Building, it's projected on light, it's the god Kali, and which is the god of darkness, and it's the god of death and destruction over New York City. I mean, I, you know, I mean, it was, it, it's, a, it's kind of a mind-boggling thing over, I mean, why they even did this, but over New York City, and with her, with her uh, tongue uh, sticking out, with dripping with blood over New York City. And the thing is that on that, it was Saturday, we talk about what we talked about before, that mystery, on that very day was the Sabbath, so there was a, a scripture read, you know what the scripture was read all throughout a, a new a world in New York? It was the scripture saying, do not make any image, it will bring judgment, do not make any image of any God. So here we have the, the uh, it has to be the most colossal image in the history of the of the planet. The head well, alone was like 300 feet of the Empire State Building, but literally a warning in the Bible, and it's the, of all things, it's the God of death. You know, and, and how did they do it? They projected light onto the building. Well, they projected light to make the God of darkness. What does the Bible say? Woe to those who 
who make who take light for darkness. And so here is about here is a, a, another warning sign of a nation in danger of judgment. And when was that image of Kali projected again? When was well, that? Well, actually, it was projected under the Obama administration. It's within the years. Everything has, and and it happened right after uh, America actually uh, overturned the definition of marriage. And then it appeared in New York City within like I don't know, like two months of that. So so around that time, there was also something else happening, maybe a little bit after that, and that was they were touring. This was appearing in in different places around the world. I, I believe it came oh, yeah. to New York. Oh yeah, it was an arch an arch to uh, uh, from an Baal. old uh, t- Baal. Uh, Baal temp temple. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's I was there, Richard. I was there when they were literally unveiling it in New York City, and I was there when they were and they were playing Middle Eastern music as if you could we could almost picture the worship of Baal, and you had the the uh, deputy mayor of New York celebrating it. And I mean, I, you know, actually, I think we we put it on the web. But the thing is that yeah, that's another that that is. I mean, there was so much that I, that is one I didn't put in because of other things. But yes, the, this Baal was the god that Israel turned to when it turned away from God. You know. So literally, we have it there, and at key moments, it was just before the election, you know, just there, and again, where? First, in New York City, first, and then in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, the Arch of Baal, to which they offered up children, you know, which is another thing. Right. They sacrificed children when it was uh, the god of, uh, I guess, uh, in in ancient Canaan. All right, we'll uh, take a time out. We'll uh, come back, and Jonathan uh, will stay with us for the next hour as well. The Harbinger 2, The Return. More on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. 